one great culture is hip hop because we don't see color. We just do it. We just do our thing and we, whatever it is, whatever element it is, it's multicultural and it, it brings us together. Yo, yo, welcome back to the Mega Late Show. We are here at episode 29 of the Mega Late Show is back, and we are definitely the most dis ignorant podcast here in Tokyo. You know, we're always highlighting dope hip-hop culture in Tokyo every week, every Friday, and today I'm going to go ahead and make an announcement that we are now, we're not the home of hip-hop in Tokyo, but we are undoubtedly the ziggurat. We are an epicenter, the Gaijin epicenter, and get to know it. We'll talk about it a little bit. I am B-Boy Omega Legs, and I am here with Late. Yo, what's up, what's up? I, I barely heard you on that. I think peaking. We'll yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're having a little bit of a microphone issue today, but we that's not going to stop us. As I said, I'm B-Boy Omega Legs. I brought back the B-Boy name because we do have a break DJ here today as well as a B-Boy MC. And, uh, you know, the guest list is impressive. And so let me go ahead and get that started. Today we have our guy, Chocolate Cake. You may recognize him from the comments section yo, yo, of the yo. Mega Late Show. He is a B-boy and MC stationed out here in Tokyo, chilling with us in Tokyo. Uh, he recently released, or he gave me a mixtape, Jailbreaks, right. last year. He's doing a lot of rap things. And we're also graced today with a with a break a breakbeat DJ. Yes. Of some notoriety. I hear this man is doing big things in the culture, and my wife has even heard of him. He's DJed at some notable B-boy events. As well as with some other notable people, uh, DJs, such as DJ Flag. I think I saw you did something with him. Yes. Uh, he's obviously doing the biggest things out there in San Diego. We're here with Main One. Thank you, Main. Thank you. He's w opened up for KRS-One. Wow. Yeah. See, this is the knowledge that I want to hear about. Because I, I hear big things about you in San Diego. Kind of the most prominent figure in the b-boy community when it comes to break beats. Yep. I could, yeah, definitely. I'm, yeah. The, I'm the main one. Yeah, yeah. Don't be humble. Let's get let's get crazy. And we don't have the 404 hey, here today. Hey, Mega, that's that's also his name. Main I'm going to have to turn you up in a second late. Can you turn the music down just a little bit, though? Yeah. Word. We're having a crazy day today at the Mega Late Show. Uh, late forgot his mic, and so we're using my old shitty golden mic, and I think we're having some audio problems with that. But bear with us, and it'll sound good when the podcast comes out. We are bound to wreck your body and say, turn the party out. That said, uh, let's go ahead and take a little bit of commercial break for our sponsor, and we'll come back, and we'll talk to Main One and Chocolate Cake about some things word yo mega late show would like to give a shout out to our sponsor cal combs if you would like to support him as he supports us you need to go to calcombs.com he has all of his music up on there like his latest album caramel which is doing very very well on soundcloud and all over the internet and in real life space japan and that's right in america Cal Combs also has some new products available for his fans. You can go on the website and find $25 alloy USB drives with his new album on it, which is a really interesting way to sell an album. And those are $25, and it's got his logo on it. And Cal Combs also has a grip tape for your skateboards that has his logo on it as well. I might pick up some grip tape just to have it. Sounds you know, pretty I don't dope. $25. And if you purchase that maybe both of those you can use the mega late show discount to help support the mega late show and calcombs you get yourself 25 percent off all purchases over 30 dollars just use mega late show as a discount code that's one word mega late show all purchases over 30 dollars is 25 percent off 
lowercase. Hey, that sounds like a lot of dollars. It does. Mega, Mega late. late. Yo, we are back with Chocolate Cake and DJ Ming Yo. One. Yo, super duper happy to have you guys here. Cake, you are the big homie, and we're, <laughs> we're always rocking with you, so it's great to finally get you in studio. Likewise. I've been asking you for months just to come by and kick it, even as not like the guest, but to kick it, because you're always rocking with us. And, well, and you don't tell me about the parties. Oh, do I don't we get not the Facebook the invite. I just hear about it afterwards on the Mega Late Show that Mega doesn't go to parties. On. I yeah, hear about I, no parties. I, I usually don't do that. And you know, um, actually, since Steez is not here, I'm gonna go ahead and put all the blame on Steez for not sending <laughs> you the invite. Yeah, actually, it was Marvel's fault. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right, Marvel. Blame Marvel. No, but yeah, of course, you're always welcome to come through and rock with us and, and, and kick it, man. We'll we'll let you know oh. next time. But I'm Please super do. glad that while you decided to join us for the first time, you brought somebody of such note in DJ Main One. Yeah. So word, uh, DJ Main One, what Yo, are you doing out here, right? Mega. Sorry, before we get into it, uh, I like to give a couple shout out. Buss it. Yo, shout out to our unofficial member number six, Keen. Who held us down with the redesign lately? So shout out to the big homie. Shout out King. Also shout out to Graphics B Boy on SoundCloud for always listening and commenting. Shout out to that guy. We love any kind of engagement you guys give us. So all y'all Tanakas out there, get on it. And shout out to the queen of personality. She knows who she is. She be listening and commenting also. And Tanaka Prime, Kate, if you're still listening. Shout out to you, too. I haven't talked to Kate in a while, but I'm sure she's still listening yeah, to the Mega I may, We may have to reassign Tanaka Prime to someone else. <laughs> I think it should be Cake. Cake may be Tanaka I Prime, think he actually. Is. He comments every month, every week. But can I'm you trying. be Tanaka Prime once you've been on the show? You yeah. may have to give up uh, the title. You might have to. Yeah. It's okay. You can get, I'll give up the title. Yo, unofficial member number 13, <laughs> Chocolate Cake. Now, actually, we add everybody as unofficial member number 13 now. So, unofficial member number 13, DJ Main One. Right hey, shout out. <laughs> Yo, um, uh, as I was saying, we're happy to have DJ Main One here. I'm uh, really happy to be able to talk with you guys not only about hip-hop culture, but especially about breakdancing, especially about DJing for breakdancing events. And before we get into that, I want us to go ahead and talk about some news that's happening in hip-hop culture right now. Now, I have a lot of news to talk about today, so I thought that what we might be able to do with it is uh, we have a segment, Dope or Not Dope, which is, uh, we'll just rifle, I'll rifle off these tidbits of news, and if I can get a dope or not dope from you guys, uh, we can move through these a little bit quickly. First on the docket okay. is uh, our, our, uh, our fourth favorite cheeseburger establishment, Wendy's, has come out with a mixtape called We Beefin'. And apparently this mixtape is shooting shots at Ronald McDonald and his whole squad over there. Uh, obviously, this is some type of bad novelty rap publicity stunt in order to get people listening or following Wendy's more. I, d I know they do have a very spicy Twitter yeah. feed, but uh, is a Wendy's mixtape dope or not dope? I haven't listened to the Wendy's mixtape, but... I like the idea. I mean, yeah, I think I think it's pretty funny if it is true. So I'm gonna go with dope. Uh, I'm gonna give it a dope as well, but only if I can purchase a physical copy of the mixtape while I'm ordering my 99 cent chicken nuggets oh, with sweet sour sauce. Go in with like a kids meal or something. That would like be that. really, you know, people are always trying to sneak their 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 mixtapes into kids meals and stuff. But if you could buy like a physical copy on you know CD of this mixtape, I will give that a dope rating. What do you think, Late? Wait, Mega, are there actual artists on the mixtape? They they have their own artists, Wendy. <laughs> I don't even know, but I think it's a girl rapping the whole time. Yeah, no, I haven't heard this. I'd have it's to a listen hot to it. Yeah, I'd have to listen. Before you give it dope or not dope? 
the idea is dope, like Kick said, but the execution is very important. Okay. All right, Plus, so that's going to be our weather reports today. Physical mixtapes. <laughs> yeah. Who's well, still doing that? I, I want somebody to give me a mixtape with a Happy Meal. I feel like that's something Wait, that I'm missing. I need a physical mixtape. Oh. I have the physical mixtape that he gave right Shots here. Fired. I'm doing it hey, still. Yeah. Hey, but I wouldn't have listened to it otherwise, so shout out to Cake for there doing that. Yep. Like I said on the other episode, I want niggas to give me like actual vinyl now. I don't want a USB. <laughs> you want a vinyl I don't present? want CD. I want like a, a full vinyl. Well, you know what Kate, uh, with, um, Cal is doing? Cal is selling his album on an alloy USB card that you can take the album. You buy it. It comes on the it comes on the USB. Take it off, and then you have a, a, a USB. And I think that's dope. That's not necessarily something you want to do to give to, um, you know, Jay-Z when you see him on the street, like listen to my demo. But it, it seems like a good idea. Right. I think the way to do it now is giving somebody a, a, a business card that has your SoundCloud profile with a free download of the album. I think that's dope. Next piece of news. What about Killer Mike's video with the NRA? Did anybody see this? I did see uh, like a, I seen a part of it. I don't know. Because he came out with some of the video and then there was a whole video released. Yeah. I seen the first part where he was... Uh, he was talking about like how his family is a gun family. He was like, you know, he was telling his kids like, if you if you do the march for our lives, you got to march out my house kind of thing. That's the part that. Didn't um. Like. So, I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna say it's not dope. I'm not down with that. But he went back and apologized. I think. Yeah. So. Well, he said that he said that they kind of twisted his words a little bit and it made it seem some type of way. But I listened to the initial interview. I haven't listened to the long flow one. But one of the points that I didn't like is where he told his kids, if you if you do the March for Our Lives, march out of my house. And I think that's kind of not dope. Right. Not, not really dope at all. Uh, especially from a guy like Killer Mike, I thought he would give his kids a little bit more autonomy to make their own choices about gun violence. Where was he coming from with that? Well, he's pro. He's pro Second Amendment. He owns guns. He hunts, and he doesn't think it's a problem. I am also pro Second Amendment. I owned guns. I, I I'm all for that. But you know, I think regulation is not me being anti-gun. Right. Um, if it's done correctly, and these kids who were traumatized, being you know, these They're kids who were traumatized, uh, you know, going against survivors. them is not a good look. I feel like uh, the media is just using the youth to push their agenda as far as. Um, using the youth to change people's minds, um, as far as, as far as you know, gun regulation. So I, I definitely think that the media has a stake in it, and they always will. But the the most important thing for me is Killer Mike can have these views, and we know these are Killer Mike's views. But siding with the NRA, that's a racist organization, bro. The NRA is a racist organization. Why is it racist? Why do you think it's racist? Well, historically, it's been racist. The NRA is all for, for guns until the Black Panthers pick them up, and then they want to stop guns from being introduced. And I think that they—what about Philando Castillo? Legally a gun owner, shot in his car. They had nothing to say about Philando Castillo. I just—I I, don't—I don't rock with the NRA, period. And mm -hmm. I think that them being involved in politics and them lobbying and lining politicians' pockets with monies are, is one reason, which is, is more crucial than the media using children. What they're doing to actual politicians and lining their pockets with money is worse for our government. And anytime we have any type of lobbyist that works in that capacity that is strong as the NRA, I think it's a little bit problematic. That's my hot take on the NRA. Anybody else got something to say about it? Nah, fuck them niggas, man. Yeah. I haven't even seen the Killer Mike thing. I don't know anything it's Russian about it. <laughs> one, one, one thing that I want to say, though, is Killer Mike 
is doing what I think all of us should be doing. He banks black. He has black businesses. He supports black people. And and Killer Mike is not a bad guy here. Not but working with the NRA is not dope for me. That's it. Killer Mike is always rocking for us. He's always trying to be political and do that. Run the Jewels is dope. I rock with Killer Mike. Here's another piece of news involving LP, who is one half of Run the Jewels with Killer Mike. Did you guys see his uh, soundtrack submission? No. No. For for Blade Runner 2049? No, I didn't. He submit a musical score video, and it's very dope. Uh, Hmm. If you like LP, you probably will enjoy it. He actually did that? Yeah. Well, they they requested requested that he submit a musical score, because he does that. He did like... um, a couple movies, uh, Bomb the System is a movie he did back in the day, but he also did the uh, the end music for that Fantastic Four movie that was terrible, starring our guy, <laughs> our guy Killmonger. Uh, Killmonger. Yeah, shout out to Michael Michael Jordan. Oh shit, he was, was in there. Uh, yeah, he was he was Johnny. a Human Torch. Yeah, yeah. Oh damn. All right, so I just want to say that's dope. Here's another piece of B-boy news: Rocks Right wins his 100th official competition. Right. I was there at the celebration in San Diego. What? We had a celebration. Uh, not we, but uh, Rock So Fresh, Not So Fresh podcast. They had a little celebration in San Diego just uh, last week for Rock's Right. That is amazing. Yeah. Man. I mean, I don't know if any other B-Boys are keeping their numbers like he's doing, but he's he had been talking about this for a while. And I think there was an interview that came out several years ago where he said he's keeping track of it. But 100 official competitive wins. He is undoubtedly one of the greatest B-Boys uh, of, of the last what 20 years almost 20 years 15 years at least it's been going since what like 2003 four phenomenal something like that phenomenal phenomenal people high level dude he's amazing i got to um i got to say what's up to him at freestyle session out here he was here with like nasty ray and el nino and uh really nice guy man and and i uh definitely i definitely think that that is something that we should champion and be and proud of for our culture did you guys know that uh dmx got a year for tax evasion I seen that. Oh wait, uh, did I, 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 yeah, I was just. Go ahead. Saying? No, I was just reading about that. Did you see potentially why it got lessened? Because the his his defendant uh, his lawyer yeah, yeah. played <laughs> slipping. You know, <laughs> which wait, is the song slipping. I'm slipping. I'm falling. I can't get up. Uh, that DMX song from Blood of My Blood, Flesh of My Flesh, the one where he's all on the cover with the blood. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they played that, and then they were like, yeah, man, I feel you, DMX. So it was <laughs> potentially five years to 365 days. That's yeah, he crazy. got a year instead of five. I think that's dope. That's crazy. Somebody helped DMX out, man. He had a lot of you know, um, substance abuse problems for a long time, and hopefully he gets his life together. Right. Yeah. I don't care too much about DMX anymore. I don't think anybody does. I don't think I anybody don't, does. I don't. The, the bit of news that I thought was really dope is that he was like, yo, listen to this sad song that I made and uh, reduce my sentence. So, yeah. Damn, that's, 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 uh, that, that never happens. Usually it's a song that gets you a higher sentence. Yeah. Shout out Bobby Schmurder, you know? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <Right>. Rap snitches <laughs> telling all their business. That's right. All right. So, yeah, that's um, I thought that was dope. DMX in general, though, eh, I can hear eh. <laughs> Hey, he that inspired uh, Takashi 69. So, uh, is, that a plus is, that a is that a is that a pro or a con? <laughs> That's I'm just it's a it's a uh, fact. It's a, all right, yeah. I mean, no, I'm not gonna hate on Takashi 69 today. His uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer goes super hard though. Oh yeah, it was a pretty good little addition to the canon of Christmas songs, right up there with Mariah Carey's shit. 
<laughs> or, um, let's see. What else do I got? Yo, Jules Santana got caught up with a gun charge. Now, I don't really care about Jules Santana like that, but I recently found out his name is LaRon James. Jules Santana's <laughs> government name is LaRon James. I just think people should know that. <laughs> I just want people to know that. Why? <laughs> Why do they need to know it's is, LeBron is, is James? Is it just the, the, the closeness to LeBron James? Yeah, man. Every time I think about Jules Santana, now I see the little kid that's like, LeBron James. <laughs> Every time I see him now. So, uh, LeBron hey, James. LeBron James. What about, uh, okay, here's a bit of news. Gangstar's Moment of Truth album turned 20 years old today. Hey, As we're shit. recording this on the 31st. Great This episode will come out a week from now. But, yeah. I think Moment that's my truth. favorite Gangstar album. I'm gonna. I might say, maybe number two. Hmm. It's a great album, though. Like, um, you know, in in 1998, I was 14 years old, and I was, I was b-boying at the time. I'm 14 years old, b-boying. Yeah. I was b-boy Omega Legs, which that'll kind of age me a little bit. That's an old ass type of b-boy name, right? right? right. Omega Legs, and um. Yeah, I was trying to spin on my face and write that and listening to Above the Clouds with Inspector Deck. So, yeah, it's a great album. Yo, yeah. The Militia, uh, The Mall, so many work. great tracks work. on that. Work. Yeah, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Work. Absolutely. Good album. Yeah, phenomenal. 20 years old. Makes me feel a little bit old, but, you know, I'm still feeling up. Yo, we are, uh, we are B-Boy Omega Legs and Grandmaster Cut Wizard Pioneer D1. The new uh, name. Serato champion, Grand wizard master, <laughs> master <laughs> cut king. Yo, you're listening to the Mega Late Show. Mega Late. Hey, what's up? This is the Grand Imperial DJ Main One, and you are now tuning in to the Mega Late. Hey, it is a revolution short shot. Episode 29 of the Mega Late Show is back, and we've got two tremendous guests today. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know we've been having a really good time and talking about a lot of things. We've got Chocolate Cake B-Boy MC Extraordinaire. Yo, yo, Hello, yo. Cake. Thank What's you for up? rocking with us. And also the illustrious DJ that you should all know about, especially if you're into B-Boy culture. You probably already do know about him. We've got DJ Main One. Peace. Peace. That's right, and we had a little bit of a long conversation, so right now we're going to go into the temperature check, which is where we ask you guys some questions about things and just try to get a feel about your personal taste in hip-hop and things of that nature. Since we've got B-Boys here today, uh, B-Boy here today, and we've also got a person that caters to the B-Boy culture by playing wonderful breaks, I'm going to ask a few questions about B-Boy culture as well as our musical sensibilities. But first, let's start with... Cake, when you were 16 years old, yeah. your favorite MC? Uh, I don't know. I didn't have one. Maybe Bow Wow? Shit, I don't know. 16? Oh, wow. what, about, what about you, main one? Hold on, wait. Before we move on, Cake, what were you doing? What were you listening to when you were 16? I was in uh, funk music. I was in like, James Brown and shit, and maybe stylistics that my dad was playing or whatever. Wow, the stylistic. Yeah, because Shout out to uh, your dad. I didn't have a disposable income, so I can't go to the store and buy new stuff, right? So my mom would buy me like the, now that's what I call music stuff, and maybe some <laughs> Bow Wow shit. And uh, that was it. And then I was dancing as well, so whatever music I heard at dance class, I would listen to that. Um, so I wasn't listening to like rap game hip hop. Um, it was just whatever I was able to access. And because I was going to breaking events, like I was listening to mains mixtapes or whatever mixes I could like get a hold of that were for breaking. And that was it. So, right. So you were more familiar with like Babe Ruth's The Mexican than you were with like. That's right. 
getting jiggy with it or whatever. That's right. That's right. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Good parenting, in my opinion. What about you, main one? What was the question? 16 years old. Did you have a favorite MC? I know this is a while. How about oh, 26? Man. 26. I, 16, I was right. I was really into Rakim and Big Daddy Kane. Hey. Yeah. Those were, those were the great MCs for me at the time. Those are the great MCs of all time. Yeah, so right, right up, now. Word up, word up. <laughs> uh, all right, what about um, your favorite MC of all time, main one? That's tough, but I would... Um, you can it's rifle always off tough, a top right? three. A top three would be fine. I, I couldn't say a single, I don't What's think. What's up with Americans and their love for top threes? I don't know. <laughs> or top tens? I don't know. Top five, heck. This is the listicle podcast. We're going to... Yeah, I think I'm a little autistic. I like making lists. So, yeah. <laughs> Number yeah. one is KRS One. KRS One is can still can still school any MC um, at any given time. He's lyrical. He's, he freestyles. And if I want anyone to represent hip hop culture, KRS One is the man. Yo, he got bars right now for Lil Yachty, <laughs> Takashi 69. I hear that he writes battles for all the top MCs every year. He writes battle verses to go against him. And he's, you know, he's the exemplary example. Exemplary example. He he is he is kind of like the the epitome of an MC. He can rap his ass off, That's freestyle, right. rock the crowd, which is tremendously important. Yeah, KRS one's never probably put on a bad show. Good answer. Yeah. What about you, Cake? Favorite MC all time? Um, yeah, I don't have one. I got four, four favorites. Bust it. Um, Raw Kim is up there. I mean, if you listen to my mixtape or anything I say, I mean, Raw Kim is up there. Uh, Currency is up there. Currency, I think, is the coolest MC. Uh, say interesting answer. Kendrick and Absol. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Wait, Absol over J Rock? Of course. Interesting. I might pick Absol over J-Rock on a Wednesday. Very interesting. I was Absol over Kendrick until maybe... Damn? Uh, no, when... when uh, I think Good Kid Mad City came out in 2012. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, the year after that... Wait, when did These Days come out? Whatever Absol record that was. Whichever after. one was after Control Systems, after that, it's kind of like... He kind of went down, and then uh, when Kendrick came out with Twin Butterfly, like that's when Kendrick kind of came up. But yeah, so that's still like 13, absolute. 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Word up, word up. Do you have a? Uh, should we do more favorites? Do I want to hit him with a list? Uh, let's at least do Wu Tang and maybe convenient. Right. Do you have a? Do you have a favorite member of the Wu Tang Clan, Cake? No. Not at all. Not you don't like Wu at all? It's not that I dislike him. It's just I don't like him enough to have a favorite. Uh, I see. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Maine? Wu-Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. Favorite member? My favorite member would be Method Man. Method Man, his, he's got a cool voice. He... He's got a lot of rhythm when he when he rhymes. He's not all Great over. Bounce. He's not all all over the place like uh, Tony Starks. Yeah, can be. Yeah, <laughs> can be. Tony Starks can be a little bit wild. How do you the, say that word? Idio, idiosyncratic. Yeah, yeah, he's not like ODB. But you know what I like about Method Man, and this pertains to the art of rhyming. He's got a lot of rhythm. He's got funk. It's kind of like he knows how to dance to a beat, and he's. Not awkward when he dances. He's so, got one of the most interesting bounces in his in his flow. He does out of any MC that I've ever heard, and his ability to kind of ride a beat, 
Like you know, Method Man is on it. Like if if Method Man, if you if you rapped Method Man's lines, you'd be like, yo, those are Method Man's lines, because he just has a very distinct approach to uh, his style of writing and the way he bounces. Him and Redman actually are very distinctly different, but yeah. similar in their ability to bounce on a beat. It's a great, great choice. A lot of people talk about Method Man's voice when they mention him. Like his voice usually comes up pretty early. He's the one that first drew I me think to it, Willie, to be I honest. think it definitely helps if you are a dope MC, you better have a damn good voice. Because uh, you can have the dopest lyrics, but if you don't sound good, who the fuck cares? Absolutely. Method Man was the first. Uh, member of the Wu-Tang Clan that really got me interested in the Wu-Tang Clan. Like, uh, Cream was really dope, but when I heard M-E-T-H, oh, I was like, oh, this is great. This is really great. And the Wu knew that. They they placed him first and foremost to release a single and put him out. He had the first solo album after um, 36 Chambers came out. So, again, when it comes to picking your favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan, there's not really a wrong answer unless you say somebody that's not in the Wu-Tang Clan. You know what I mean? It's like, who's your favorite member of the Wu-Tang Clan? <laughs> you guys, oh, what's you the guys must Fush really Nickens? love the Wu. I, I do like the Wu. I grew up with the Wu. But it's a question that we ask because it's kind of like easy to get. I yeah. guess we could do like favorite tribe album or something like that. or some, <laughs> Nah, you know a I mean. lot of people aren't going to get that. Yeah, I think I think Wu is a little bit more accessible to, hmm. to people. Um, that gotcha. said, uh, I don't know about Maine and Storm if you want to jump in. If you guys know enough about convenience stores in Japan, but this I is don't, I don't know enough, but I I do appreciate the food at Seven <laughs> Eleven. All right, work. So it's a lot may, different. So maybe you can join in. Uh, we do Mary Fuck Kill, Seven Eleven, Lawson's, and Family Mart. Cake, I'll, cake. I'll let you lead off. Well, yeah, yeah this is for you. Kate. All right, so Mary Fuck Kill, right? Uh, That's right. Uh, I would kill Seven Eleven. Right, we can, we can dead I'm with that. you. I'm with you. Uh, I would marry Family Mart. Family Mart is underrated. Uh, let me tell you why. One problem with 7-Eleven is whenever I go into 7-Eleven, I want to make copies, you know, paper copies. I can't put my USB in there. So that, 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 that's a problem. Oh, did they? Um, Family Mart. All right. If I go in Family Mart, that shit is always working. Secondly, thing about Family Mart, um, if you buy something off of Amazon, you can get that sent to your nearest Family Mart. I don't know if you guys know about that, but I you can do that. I did know about that. Um, so, and that's really convenient because if I'm not always home, I don't have to wait an extra day or two or, you know, wait to the next weekend. I can just get it there and then pick it up. So I like Family Mart because of that. Um, it's in the name. Why wouldn't you marry Family Mart? You know what I mean? Family. <laughs> Nice. Think first. Think first about it. And, you know, Lawson's is cool. I fuck with yeah. Lawson's. You know, if I need to get some tickets, you know, then go to the Lawson's. That's about it. Sure. Yeah. Sad. No, you have the exact same choice as I do when okay. it comes to this. I would might pick 7-Eleven over Lawson's if they had Slurpee machines out here. Uh, Just because I'm trying to get that, you know, that, that sugar. <laughs> <laughs> get sick off of it. But, yeah, I miss Slurpees. Shout out to Slurpees. Yeah. Um, okay, so we do this thing, Angel and a Devil on Your Shoulder. Now, you can pick anybody from hip-hop culture to be on your shoulders. Now, again, I like to, I like to say this, especially for people who, who um, might be, like, you know, religious. When I say devil, I don't mean that this person is the incarnation of evil. I just mean that these people represent your consciousness. So maybe the, the, the hypothetical devil character on your shoulder is just the dude that would push you to punch somebody in the face. Instead of walking away and turning the other cheek. Maybe the devil on your shoulder might 
make you keep the $20 you find on the ground instead of returning it to the register gotcha. that, that, you know, at the store. Hypothetical angel and devil on your shoulders. Let's start with you, main one. Devil. Anybody, anybody in hip-hop culture. Right, right. Devil, the... I wouldn't know. Cake, go ahead. I'm going to... Let me, I have to think about Marianne. that. I, right. I can tell you guys who my choices were at one point, and it could change all the time. But Go ahead. I actually picked Red Man to be my devil and Method Man to be the angel on my shoulder. Because hmm. I felt like they could, they should be related somehow. Like, they should have a relationship. And, you know, Red and Meth are one of the uh, dopest dynamic duos in hip-hop. But I feel like Red Man is a little bit more grimy. And if you listen to a lot of the first albums, There is a Dark Side and Muddy Waters, he says a lot of more grimy shit than Method Man does, kind of, really. I mean, Method Man's always, like, you know, dope with it, but he's a little bit more grimy. So I picked Red and Meth for my angel and devil. Um, I'm going to change that answer next time. I think uh, I'm going to play off. Sorry if I steal your answer. I'm going to put KRS-One as the angel because um, I think he does represent hip-hop and all the great things about it so i would put him as the angel if i wanted to do i don't know if i was if i was lost um like you know storm always mentions this but if you had to give somebody an introduction to hip-hop um i think karis i think karis would be a good introduction like as not only an mc but as an individual you can listen to to krs and get a good idea of like all right this is some good shit about hip-hop it's the teacher man so i would put him as the angel and maybe kendrick as the devil that's Maybe. interesting. That I'm is wondering very why interesting. there's the devil, though. Um, because uh, I think Kendrick, and it's hard to put him as a devil. I think Kendrick is a very, uh, he's, he's a very conflicted figure, as we all are. I think he's like the MC version of Job, like you know, from 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 the, the Old Testament. I think he's the MC version of Job, which I guess neither of them, not, neither of them are the devil, right? But I think there's a, uh, I would say. That the devil for me would represent the most human aspect of my character, the ability to um, make be like Sands, like to always be shifting, to go from here to there, to be like I don't know, I kind of want to be a good person, and sometimes I don't want to be a a good person, you know. Um, And I think uh, that human aspect that we all have, I think is, uh, I think Kendrick really. Um, at least talked about it in Damn, and I think he's done it in all of his uh, records. So that's why I would put him on the other side. Great and answer. then uh, KRS is like the, the 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 goal. If I wanted to put all of my hip hop into a good vessel, you know, he is a good um, thing to reach for. He's a good aim. So yeah, that's one of the best answers we've ever gotten for that. I'm gonna question. go ahead and put a stamp and say that that is that is my favorite personal favorite. Word. Word. Good answer, Cake. Very good. What about you, main one? I know we just no, we no just pressure. gave him hell and shout outs and now he's, the pressure's on. The pressure's on. I would pick Scheme. The graph writer? The, the writer from. Oh, that's a good one. He would be my, the, the angel. That's a good one. He's oh, like, a, that dude is hip hop and doesn't give a fuck, you know. Fucking we'll, legend. We'll represent the real and not care about making money and he'll just do his thing. And if he gets popped, he's not going to fucking turn informant on the rest of the writing community <laughs> like some guys. I don't want to mention any names, but maybe I will later. Yeah, I don't have a devil. I don't I don't know how to answer that. So I would have to think about that. So I scheme, like the scheme, scheme answer, though. Scheme, hey, definitely. That's right. Let's get some graffitis in. What about uh, Mr. Brainwash? Can he be the devil? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? 
Uh, he, he, he's he's one of those graphic designer graffiti artists in the in the vein of Banksy. He did oh, the I Madonna see, see. twenty year anniversary cover for her album or whatever. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think Banksy shape, created him. Actually, hmm. doesn't surprise me. Um, okay, so uh, one thing we've also been doing is if you had to pick, uh, if you're on a desert island and you can either pick to listen to albums from MC duos, meaning two MCs, beats notwithstanding, or a group like uh, let's let's expand it, or anything over two. Two or a crew, a, a Beastie Boy oh, that's coalition. Too easy, right? Do you think so? Duos or or groups? Groups. You gotta go with groups every time. I don't know. Let's try it. Or Duos or groups? Let's let's say take take two, leave one. Duos, trios, or group. Okay, I think that's easier. Yeah, it's easier. Groups. Duos and leave the trios. Let's just do duos and trios then. Either you can have a, a group with three MCs or or groups with two MCs. Oh y'all, oh, y'all tell so us what, like are what are y'all feeling village. more? Duos or groups? Uh, groups. Does the Doesn't DJ matter. count in a yeah, duo? Eric no. B and Rockin. No. Yeah, it does absolutely. But Eric Run B does not on the mic. Run DMC is two MCs. And a DJ. Oh, you weren't counting that as a duo? I don't think that the DJ should count. It's either MC duo or MC trio, right? Oh, I was counting the DJ. Well, when we did it last time, it was Slum Village, like Dilla, T3, and Batin. Yeah, but you were right, Dilla and C's. But for like Run DMC, that's a trio in my mind. Okay. So duos or trios then? Well, but then that means that EPMD <laughs> is a trio, right? Because it's DJ Scratch and it's fucking... Eric, yeah, it's... But he wasn't, like... His name wasn't, like... He wasn't... He was on every Apple album, though. Hmm. Mm. All right, let's refine this a little uh -huh, bit. Uh -huh. We're finding a little bit of conflicts here. If you had to be on a desert island... Okay. Right? What two artists' catalogs would you take? Hip-hop or beyond hip-hop? I feel like since we've got a break, uh, a break DJ, we can go outside of that. Thank God. Okay. Uh, James Brown. Of course, yeah. Definitely <laughs> James Brown. First of all, that's an exhaustive list of, uh, of of records. And James Brown has my favorite record of all time. So uh, James Brown is, uh, is, I'd pick James Brown. And you can rap over James Brown. You know what I'm saying? So if you're, if you're tired of listening, you can create. And so I'd choose James Brown. And I don't know who else. Robert I Marley. No. No, I don't, I don't know who else. How about you, Kendrick? main one? Do you have Kendrick? an answer? Give me some hope. For the first, for the first choice? I want hope. The weekend? Uh, Daily Operation Gangstar. I love hey. that. I love that record. Okay. It's a great album. Yeah, premiere. That's my beats, first. That's beats. my first. When we were talking earlier about, yeah. about, um, about Gangstar, Daily Operation is number one. Number two is Moment of Truth for me. Yeah. And in their, in their canon of, of albums. Music, yeah. Yeah. So we've got Gangstar, and do you have another artist to bring? Can't think of it. These are really tough questions. On the spot <laughs> questions, right? Yeah. That's kind of what we do yeah. here. We're, yeah. we're messing up people's yeah. days by it's good questions, making though. conflicting things. Do you have another answer, Cake? <sighs> yeah, hot probably. take, hot take. A hot take? Yeah, yeah these yeah, are just like bow, bow. Don't um, to think yeah, about okay, it. I'll take, um, yeah, I'll take James Brown, and I'll take The Weeknd. 
Oh, interesting. I don't know enough about the weekend to feel any type of Did you of listen way to the this. new album? I did. I gave it a listen. I gave it maybe two listens, but I still need to listen to a little bit more to this, really assess it. This is the first project I've liked from him. The first? Yeah, I'm not I wasn't a fan early, early, early where he was just singing about drugs and fucking girls. I wasn't really into it that much. I think uh one good thing or one thing you have to take with the weekend is that in terms of the lifestyle that he writes about, um, he doesn't glamorize it. But he's just unapologetic um, because he shows both sides. Like uh, my favorite weekend record is Beauty Behind the Madness. So you'll have shit like Tell Your Friends, um, but then you'll have stuff like Dark Times, you know. And if you look at the lyrics and you listen to it, I mean, aside from it being a great uh, singer, it's um, really interesting uh, writing. And as a personality, um, he represents, I I think he has uh, some interesting philosophy behind his writing. So... And if there's a girl on the desert island, I, I, I mean, you got James Brown and you got The Weeknd. You didn't say it was alone, so. You didn't say I was alone on I the like desert this island, guy. so. I like this. That's a good answer. Let, let me, um, I, I'd like to know because um, Maine is a little bit older than I am. I'm curious, like, are you listening to any hip hop right now? Who's, uh, who's in your tape deck? Who are you enjoying right now? Right now? If I I mean, anybody listen. that we'd know, because I'm sure that you're in tune into like the underground scene since you're at these type of events. You probably meet a lot of upcoming artists. But is there anybody we would know that you're listening to? Hip hop wise? Yes. That we might check out? I don't know if Edan has put anything new out, but I, I appreciate your old Drew. I appreciate Edan, uh, yeah. I like Edan. He, he kind of keeps his flows. Uh, early 90s to, to sometimes yeah. early 80s and he's got a really dope voice and a I great, think Eden, ri- great Eden rhyming. Maybe on the new MC Paul Barman record maybe. Oh really? Perhaps. Well Edon is dope. Like his one man show is yeah. fucking phenomenal. Like, he's a great you ever he has seen showmanship. Yeah, yeah I've seen him three uh, times actually. He is, he is hip hop as fuck. Like turntables, rap, like man Edon is great and his two albums are Beauty and the Beat. Like he's just really Fucking phenomenal. He had a verse last year on Your Old Droog's album. Mm. One of the best tracks on the album. Really mm. dope. Yeah, Edon is still super dope. He hasn't released an album in a while, I don't think. <laughs> right, so right. We need him to come out, though. Right. What's in the tape deck, though? What are you spinning right now, like, in your headphones on this trip? Old school shit? I don't care. Right. Um, you know, I like playing. You know, I've been playing at um, some of these battles, some of these... Uh, open style battles, and I like to play Primary. He's a K-pop, uh, yeah, Korean R and B and funk guy, and he has some a lot of dope funk tracks that I nice. like to play. Do you listen to a lot of that? Primary, like Primary Crush, uh, Zo. Oh, I forgot the dude's name. There's another really dope R and B kind of dude out there too. Yeah, there's the uh, dynamic duo. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. really, it, really dope funk, man. It, it's it's good music, you know. It's really it's it's so much better than a lot of Japanese music, actually. Like it's just so good. It's a lot better than American music. <laughs> true, <laughs> very true. Yeah. I mean that the the K-pop R and B is it, it's like '90s R and B all I over again. You, you know, not American all of it, not all right. of it, but it's there if you look for it. Yeah. No doubt. How about yeah. you, Cake? What am I playing right now? Yeah. Uh, the weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. The new shit that just came out. Uh, no, I listened to that a, a couple of times, but uh, I was uh, 
I was talking with this girl. Shout out to Abina. Um, she, uh, she, I was talking with her, and I was like, yeah, I think Beauty Behind the Mask is like the greatest, you know, of, of these projects. But then she got me going back to House of Balloons, and uh, which is like part of the trilogy. It's the first one he put out, and um, man, it's like it's a completely different sound. I think if you listen to something like Starboy, which has a lot of hits. Um, it's a lot of a lot, a lot of different hits, and the song structure is very um, standard throughout. But House of Balloons it has a certain uh, feel to it, a certain mood, a certain uh, I don't know tone to it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's I, I think it's a really uh, interesting project. So I've been I've been listening to that, analyzing it. Not, not I'm to, gonna go and check it out because I haven't listened to uh, much of the weekend. I just want to say this and move on, but. Drake jacked his whole style for Take Care from that mm. The Weeknd sound, pretty much. I see. Yes. Yeah. A lot of Drake's songs actually were The Weeknd songs. I, I, I've heard that. That he put on the Take Care, yeah. I'm not surprised by, about this at all. <laughs> this is Drake's whole modus operandi. Hold on, let's move on. Let's go. Let's, 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 I, didn't, I didn't want to get into it with Kate because I know he's a Drake fan. Uh, but yeah. I'm not a Drake fan. I'm on record. Okay. I'm not okay. a Drake fan. Right? Main, main one, I tried to avoid this. I just wanted to say my piece <laughs> and keep it moving. But, Meg and I go back. Uh, we go back and forth all the time about, about Drake. Yeah. Not, not me. Drake, Ma- no, he's a mega. Mega. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, so Drake took from another person. Interesting. I'll check out the weekend. Uh, yeah. that that other R&B Korean singer's name is Zion T. He's fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah. Zion T. I have he's a few amazing. of his tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bumpy, really good stuff. Zion T. All those guys. Yo, yeah. man, that's dope that you're yep. up on <laughs> yeah. Korean R&B. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank my friend some... for that. That's what's up. Let's go into the temperature check. I mean, uh, the, weather the, the weather report. Yeah, we'll do the weather report. So who uh, who wants to go up first uh, for, to play their, well, their track well, and talk about it? You said you you had a question to segue into it? I was going to ask who will win in a fight, Red Man or Method Man. <laughs> no, 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 I was just kidding. No, that's not it. That's not it. I did, I did have a question that was going to segue, but I think we can just go, I think we can just go straight into it. Uh, in that case, I'll go first. My, my, question, my question was going to be, what is your favorite track to b-boy to or to break to that has an mc over it meaning meaning you know it's not going to be a straight break but it's got mcs rapping over it and i thought that with that you know my answer is going to be fucking either don't sweat the take technique or whatever is the other answer yeah yeah so i mean that was that was going to be it which i thought would be a segue into the weather report but should we go into the weather report then? Who's first? Oh, okay. We're not answering that? No, I mean, oh. we'll just let it play. Do you All guys right. have an answer for that, Cake? <sighs> that's tough. That's, it that's is, it is kind of tough. I, I mean, there's know. a lot. I, um, I, I used to break dance. Uh, I mean, break dance. I used to break a lot to um, the BC Boys' Hello Nasty album. Not like Intergalactic, but they've got like a track on there called Negotiation Limerick File, where they all rap limerick styles. And um, the beat was just something that I like to break to. And it's not a fast beat like you. I, I didn't always have to bus super fast or to, to beats like they were high BPM but yeah it, it was really dope and I, I was a styles guy I wasn't I mean I had power but I was I came from like this idea that styles beats power and so I focus on styles and uh, I still feel that way when uh-huh. it comes to dancing and musicality uh, about breaking so yeah negotiation limerick file is probably my favorite track to break to that has MCs over it what is your favorite track to... Cake, do you want to answer first, or should I get Maine's uh, opinion on this? Um, He's the expert, right? 
I mean, it's it's he's the DJ. I don't know about yeah, that. that's what I mean. I mean he's, like, he's, I mean, he's play, spinning for B boys all the time. Maybe he can see like right. what really gets the 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 B boys hype, and you know what I mean. Well, uh, uh, you know, a favorite B boy track. I don't B boy, but I think a, a good B boy song and one of uh, like a perfect hip hop song would be know, know the ledge by Rakim, Eric B and Rakim. Just it's just about it's it. a perfect song. Uh, it's they're sampling a break, and it feels like a break. And then you have um, one of the greatest MCs of all time rapping at his best. Um, there are plenty of great change-ups in the song. There are plenty of great tr- um, times where they drop the beat out, and Rakim goes, you know, and he goes off. And then they're scratching in the freaking chorus. You know what? Yeah. yeah. It's hip hop, you know. Yeah, the, it, yeah you, you see, I got I got goosebumps just thinking about the horns. I, I love that. Every time I hear right. it, I feel like I have to to get up and start b-boying. And as an old ass, thirty five year old with all types of neck, uh, wrists, elbow, shoulder injuries, right? It, it's it's traumatizing. Every time I hear it, though, that 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 is definitely. If I had to make a mixtape for God or whoever, I definitely would put that on. <laughs> it's 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 one of the greatest tracks right. of all time. Seminal hip hop album. Excuse me. What about you, Cake? Um, yeah, that's that's really tough because you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I break a lot, so um, different songs have different feels to them. So I might take like like Organized Confusion, their their, their title album has a lot of great records to uh, releasing break over. Releasing hypnotical gases. Wow. Uh, sure. Releasing hypnotical gases when they, they sample that soul record. That's 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 dope. The um, second part of it, it really gets me hype. When the music transition comes, and it has and that the second weird, half of it, yeah, yeah, and it really goes. Yeah. That really fit. That really fits uh, that that song too. Um, so that's 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 a good one. Um, Cold getting dumb. That because that has I think the oh. the greatest beat change of uh, of all time. Uh, like uh, it goes doom 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 doom. Change the bass, and then like when they change it, that shit is fucking hard. Yeah, 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 that shit is hard. So that's a dope one. Uh, if it's Raw Kim, I actually like uh, breaking to. I mean, a lot of stuff, but past the hand grenade off the Don't Sweat the Technique one. I, I like that. The tempo, I think, is perfect for stuff I like to do. And it has a. Like that, that whole drum rhythm, everything about that is dope. Um, so, and I like, you know, shit like Treacherous 3. Treacherous 3, as you can see. Okay, Sunshine and Kumo D. And don't forget my man Spoon You really G got, you got, you, so, you really got an ear for like, uh, 80s, 80s rap, uh, he, he, he came up right? with the right people. That's right. Yeah. I mean, exactly. you know, when I listen to your raps, that's exactly what I get from it. Like, highly influenced, appreciative of that era, that style, and that, that way of managing the mic. So, that's yeah. I, had, I was very fortunate, like, to come up in San Diego with main spinning. Um, I had a really great teacher. Shout out to Optic. Like, I mean, I, you know, I'm biased because I learned from him, but, like, I mean, I feel like I was around a good amount of people who didn't always tell me what to think, but at least how to think, you know? And um, how to, you know, form my own opinions. And then later on, I meet, you know, like storytellers and Storm and everybody else. Shout outs to everybody. Well, Um, you know, I was surrounded by a lot of great people. So I thank them. I got to always give shout outs to all the OGs that taught me the ways of the force as well, too. Back in the day, it's like you couldn't just go learn how to do windmills by watching YouTube video. You really had to you really had to talk to somebody and somebody would teach you like the pros and cons like yo you can't do that you can't bite you can't do this and there was like gatekeepers so to speak and uh, i miss that is this the uh, weather report yeah i've just gone ahead and transitioned yeah, into yeah. It. not bad not bad don't doubt the clout you know what i'm about 
I remember listening to this riding around in my brother-in-law's old Mazda truck, like through Oceanside and shit. I, I mean, I listened to it after it came out. It must have been like 90. When did Juice come out? 89? I'm not sure. Probably, probably around like 89, 90, I want to yeah. say. But I must have been listening to this around like 91. Mm. But I, 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 this reminds me of just being a little kid trying to go to like uh, the record store, the warehouse we would go to. It used to be big in California. You remember the warehouse? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like it was like, well, I mean, Tower was like a big thing. But in Southern California, there was a like hella warehouses, the, the warehouse. Yeah. And we used to go there. I had to stop and listen to it. <laughs> yeah, great. Who's we- who's weather uh, weather report choice is this? Maine. This is Maine. Apparently, Maine. I thought it was cakes, but it's Maine. Okay. Yeah. Maine. yeah. Uh, yo, um, I just recently heard a bar off Chuck Stranger's album. It, it, I, his his new album just came out. Chuck Stranger's, who's I with know, Joey yeah, Badass. I, I like him. Though. Yeah, I think it's his first solo release. But one of the lines he says, "How you calling yourself the greatest of all time when Rock Hem is alive?" Mm. Uh, <laughs> he will forever be number one on my greatest of MC, greatest MCs of all time list. Mine I just too. don't think that the there's any getting list, past absolutely, it. Yeah. There's no getting past it. The objective list. The objective list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The objective list. Like it's let, just it's just unfortunate that he didn't put out more albums in his career. Yeah, I am. Um, I mean, he's still rapping. You know, he still can do it. But. I was disappointed when he signed to Aftermath with Dre. I didn't want to hear him over Dre beats at I all. Was, no, I was excited, man, off of that verse off of the Truth Hurts song and yeah. also his verse on uh, The Watcher 2. Oh, my God. I was really excited for this, that project. The he's, on Vlad, he's on Vlad talking about why the, the Dr. Dre thing didn't work out. He said that, you know, Dre, he didn't want to do the gangster stuff. And Dre That's, was kind of pushing that. During the time, I was just like, this doesn't seem like a good fit at all for mm-hmm. Rakim. I don't want to hear him over like Parliament Funkadelic beats like that, especially the Dre vibe, especially during that time where Dre was really trying to transition to make popularize this type of gangster culture. I was like, that's not Rakim at all. At all. I would have rather seen him hook up with a Def Squad, you know, like EPMD or, you know, any, almost anybody else I would have been happy about. If he would have got with the RZA, I would have been more happy than Trey. You know, I wouldn't be you surprised know? if in a few years Rakim hooks up with a young producer or like an old producer we haven't heard from in a while and just makes a dope-ass album. That seems to be the trend right That's now. One MC, one producer, and just put out a really dope project. Yeah. I, I would, I would put that I'm into so the air right now, into existence, into the universe. Put yeah. into the universe. I, I mean, yeah, I would never. If Rock MC got an album coming out, I'm gonna approach it the same way I did when Tribe said they had an album coming out. Mm. I hope it's good, and then probably be happy about it. But that Tribe album was crazy. That Tribe album was crazy. The last one, I was really impressed by how they maintain that quality. Even if it, you know, even if like Harris One puts out an album every couple of years, they're not as big as his early ones, but he still does it, yeah. and it's new material. So, even if it's not accepted by mainstream radio and all that, he still did it. You There's know? a market for it, man. There's a lot of people who still enjoy it. I'm sure He's he makes got, hella I'm money. I'm sure Rakim has tons of fans that'll still listen to his music. I'd check it out. With all that said, um, how much credit then for Rakim's greatness do you give to Eric B? 
I think if if he is responsible for crafting that sound, of course, Rock Him is Rock Him. But you know, when people ask me my favorite producers, I never thought about saying Eric B. I would always say something like right. The Alchemist, right? But um, I mean, he's responsible for I mean that at least energy, you know? Yeah. Um, so I mean, does that? Some people might say, well, that kind of takes away, kind of like how. Um, Kawhi Leonard's greatness is taken away because of Greg Popovich. He's always been with them, or you know Tom Brady and and uh, Bill Belichick. But um, yeah, like well, so. This, this is the thing. Like, I, I'm a big fan. Is like when you talk about hip hop culture, you can have your subjective opinions all you want, but don't come with when you're trying to talk about facts. Don't come with an ahistorical point of view that has a frame of reference that is not what the culture was doing and happening at that time. I don't think that you can really separate Eric B. from Rakim. But when it comes to the production, yes, it's phenomenal. But when we talk about the greatness of Rakim, the reason we talk about it is because his technical ability and how it shifted the entire culture of rapping afterwards. So I don't think that you need to separate Eric B. and Rakim for some statement to make. But I definitely think that what Rakim was doing lyrically Eric B is not really behind that as much as he did provide a palette for him to really express those styles. But when you think about the greatest songs of all time in hip-hop, when I talk about this song, I'm not talking about just Rakim. This is Eric B. Ampersand Rakim. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you gotta you gotta do it, man. It's like right. don't like but at the end of the day. Where would I rate Eric B in terms of his production as compared to, like you said, The Alchemist? I, I'm going to rate The Alchemist above him. Mm. He has a longer career. There's more projects. It's not a fair fight, really. But, yeah, Eric B, this beat, even without Rakim on it, it's fire. Yeah. Fire. It's fire. Dope. Yeah. Know the ledge, fire. Don't sweat the technique. Fire. Whenever I hear that. This is my choice. Uh... This is uh, Absol from uh, his first, I guess, album, Long Term Mentality. Uh, I've never actually even heard this album. It's dope. It's, uh, it's not, I like it more than his last two projects. More than my, these days? More than these days. More wow. than, um, what's the drugs one? I forgot. I forget. Yeah, I know the, you're uh, Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Do What Thou Will. Like yeah. I have heard a couple old Absol tracks, and he sounds very different from how he raps now. Sounds good to me. Who's on the production? Ooh, that I don't know. No. Sounds good, though. Probably one of the in-house TDE producers. Yeah. Sounds good. It doesn't sound bad at all. What year did this come out? 2011. Mm. Mm. Uh, so one reason... Actually, I'll, I'll talk about it after it plays. I know you had a hard day, babe. Relax your mind. As soon as Christ turned water into wine, everything was fine. Yeah, man, I'm vibing with this. I'm actually more of a... Uh, what's the one? Uh, 
with the what's the one after this? What do you mean? The album. Uh, control systems. Control system. I'm more of a control system fan. Mm. But that was a dope. Yeah. Yeah. But I haven't heard this project yet. But this sounds alright. I think I, I like how TDE has evolved more than going back and listening to their beginnings. I really? Feel. I think so, man. I think Schoolboy Q is the only one I really rock with more at the beginning. Even though I still like him now, but I like early Schoolboy Q. Yeah. Um, nah, I think this is great. Uh, Absol of my favorite projects. Uh, this isn't it, but long term, two, the lifestyles of being. Uh, broke or something like that uh, And Almost Famous That's my favorite That was my favorite Projects of all time probably. Yo he has three other albums uh, So Absol came out with His first thing I think Was called Long Term Then he came out with This project in 2011 Called Long Term Mentality Then he came out with Long Term to Lifestyles of the Broken Almost Famous Then he came out with uh, Control Systems Then these days and then do what thou will so he's got a lot of stuff um, this has great Kendrick Kendrick is dope on this record Absol is dope on this record but one reason why I like it um, or why it's meaningful is because this was the first record that uh, got me into more of like the rap game like in terms of like hip hop like uh, this, this was it before then I was just listening to a lot of you know like funk stuff or just older stuff Eric B and Rakim but uh, once I heard this song that's when I first started getting into Absol and then Kendrick and from there Kid Cudi and then a lot of other stuff yo I didn't know he had that many albums yeah yo, uh, do y'all guys have any relation or any interactions with TDE or can y'all speak on their movement out there cause I'm not from Cali I don't know anything do y'all know anything I mean I think you probably get reference about the way TD is doing just by watching pop culture. Yeah. Like, they're huge everywhere. Well, not now. I mean, like, the come up. Do you remember oh. hearing about them at the time? Like, well, uh, so I'm from so I'm from San Diego. Um, TD is mainly, like, uh, around the L.A. area. Like, Absol's Carson, um, Kendrick, Compton, J-Rock, also Compton, I think, or, uh, yeah, I remember. But, um, so they're a little bit more north. I remember when, um, like, uh, Kendrick came to San Diego, like, in UCSD, and that, that's when the, 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 the shows were, like, maybe, like, 20 bucks. You know what I'm saying? And it was, like, a smaller, smaller, smaller crowd. Um, but even then, I was just, that was me f just first getting into rap game. You know, before then, I wasn't. Um, but I, I prefer, not prefer, but... I talked about I talk about uh, this with Mega, but I think that run between maybe 2010 and 2013 was a more interesting run from all kinds of MCs than now. I think now there's a popular sound, like a trap-flavored sound. Even though you have certain MCs who decide to, uh, you know, not go that route, it still finds a way inside. But if you listen to this, if you listen to Section 80, Setbacks, even they're in the same crew, they sound sonically different. Yeah. Um, and that's not just with them. That's you can say that with. Um, any kind of rappers, you know, currency. If you're down from the south, J. Uh, Joey Badass, J. Cole, like those all had like different vibes. I thought they were that was more interesting. I think if they came out now, we would say, man, that's kind of a fresh sound. Um, then you know, so I think this is much more of an interesting sound to me. 
Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think during that era, there was a lot of cats who were coming out. They were really strong. During that era, like um, Open Mike Eagle was just coming up. There was a, there was a lot of good there was a lot of good music happening around that time. I just thought that last year was a really strong year. But again, this year, man, I've I as it started, I've already listened to. I think this is 32 albums that I've listened to this year that range from Sorry. the most popular to underground, independent, weird guys who are making all types of shit. And, you know, that's one thing. I think that hip-hop culture right now is in a really great place. But you have to find it yourself. If you, if you, try to th- if you think that hip-hop culture is the sound, the popular sound right now, then I think you're a little bit off because there's a lot of cats that are really bubbling that are really making some super dope stuff right now and um i listen to it all the time i feel overwhelmed by the the number of albums that are that are popping right now i I don't know i think this is 32 or 34 albums that i've listened to this year and i mean nobody's talking about dessa's album nobody's i mean the fonte shit that just dropped phenomenal great hip hip hop's in a great place and generally i i've i i used to be a little bit less optimistic about hip-hop culture because i was looking at i was kind of looking at the same way that nas did when he said that hip-hop hip-hop was dead when he came out with that album but i was already before that i was saying yo nas you're killing hip-hop when you were doing you know hate me now and jiggy videos and shit so you know hip-hop culture is is never been close to dead it still thrives in the underground it still thrives in the independent scene and cats like main one who are fucking playing breaks for these b-boys cats like you who are b-boying and rapping and uh you know throwing throwing back respect to the pioneers it's important for us to do and i think that i think that uh it's dope when we do it. We have to do it because ain't nobody else going to do it for us. If we don't, if we don't proliferate the dope things about the culture, then the culture fucking dies. The further you get away from the roots, the 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 worse off hip hop culture is actually going to be, man. And, and, I, 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 and I think one of the worst things you could be is a person that just complains and doesn't do anything. I hate I mean, those guys. I mean, I mean that's people, the wrong word. People but, yeah. that just mm. complain and you know the field is open. You know we have yeah. sound. We have SoundCloud. We have all these opportunities to make the kind of music we want. Um, stop complaining and just make the music. The barrier of entrance is so different now. Like you can just be dope in your bedroom and come out and really make dope, interesting music. You can you can become a really great DJ very easily now. But it depends on how much you care about going back to look at the 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 things that created hip hop culture and made it dope. Are you biting or not? I, I hate the term mumble rap. I hate when people use it. I think it does a disservice to what some of these guys are doing because it's not mumbly to me. Like it's it's what that is is a pejorative term to describe what they do. Now because I don't like it doesn't mean that it doesn't have a space for it in hip hop culture. But man, I mean I guess I guess with that said we it's can go right negative, into the conversation. It's a negative term, yeah. yeah just it, it's to put absolutely down, negative. Yeah. But I like Yes, I do definitely seem like a rapidy rap underground hip hop head. I come from but I also come from the avant-garde culture of being original and making original music. And so I think that there's a lot of guys who out here just doing their own independent thing that are fucking phenomenal. I don't need it to sound like fucking... I don't need everybody to sound like Lord Finesse or in 93 or some shit. I don't need a conventional East Coast boom-bap sound for me to like it. And I think that a lot of um, older fans that are the ones that are complaining who's like rap so terrible right now it's like no it's not like you should mediate what you listen to don't listen to the shit that's popular find it because i've never had a problem finding dope music never in my life i've 
I've listened to super dope, phenomenal artists and albums every year since I started buying my own music. And it, nothing has changed in 2018. Sure, the music industry has changed, but the music industry has been fucking trash since its inception. And since when has the radio dictated hip-hop? Precisely. Precisely. It's never dictated real hip-hop. No. So... We had I mean, more access to it back in the right, day when we had curators right. who were on the radio. But after the Telecommunications Act, all that shit changed. There, there are still guys like Sway who are putting it down for hip-hop culture. There's still, there's still guys who are putting it down for hip-hop culture, but you have to find it elsewhere. If you allow the algorithms on your Spotify account to tell you who to listen to and tell you who's dope, you're going to have a bad time. I just, I just think that it's up to people like you, main one, who are curators of hip-hop music, if, 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 if nobody was telling these boys what to dance to, what would they dance to? They have to find it. There has to be people who are a barrier of entrance to put it down for the culture like that. And there has to be less focus on the music and also appreciate, you know, writing, graffiti writing culture and, you know, all the, you know, fashion and, and the way we go about things and the way we think about certain things. You know, it hip-hop... Is more than just the music. Absolutely, I, it it absolutely is more than the music. And, and an interesting thing is like the era that I grew up in. Cake, you know, I'm I'm 35 years old. That means that I, I graduated high school in 2001. During that time, like we had a hard split between mainstream music and underground music. If you were a b-boy, there wasn't no b-boy shit for you listening to the albums that came out in 2001 in the mainstream like it was the hot boys it was fucking before that it was no limit it took a hard turn nobody was holding up graffiti culture nobody was holding up b-boy culture the scene was so separate for people outside of hip-hop it's almost like they only use those elements of hip-hop culture to make shit more mainstream it was it was a weird it was a it was undoubtedly a weird time i'm wondering and and right now i feel like i've been ranting about it for a minute but let me get back to some questions about it cake you're a younger dude who has gone back and listened to artists from the 80s and pioneers what are your thoughts on on that being a b-boy in in 2018 when you talk to your peers do they go back and do the same homework that you do um, do they listen to Rakim? Do they listen to Cool G Rap? The other day you are like, yo, I still listen to Cool G Rap. And I was yeah. like, that is an outlier. A lot of cats don't do that. Um, well, like I said, my introduction into hip-hop was breaking. And when you're breaking, I mean, at least for me, in, in, in the San Diego scene, we weren't breaking to the Hot Boys, you know? It was whatever main was playing, you know, a lot of different breaks. Um, so... It wasn't always just doing homework. It was just, I mean, obviously it was before my time, but growing up in that scene, I was sort of, uh, it was like osmosis, like that, that, that was coming into me. When I talk with my peers now um, in breaking, um, most people respect like 80s uh, rappers. Even if they don't always know the name, they might not go back and you know listen to it in their headphones and walk around. Um, but you I know mean, not to talk against it, right? You know not to be like, "Yo, Tupac is whack" or right. "Fuji Rap is whack." Like, but you they, know not and, to do that, and they like it because it's it's breaks. You know, it's it, we're, we're breaking. Those are part, that's part of the uh, the tradition. So yeah, yeah. I think even now, in terms of b boys, um, I think generally there's an understanding. 
there's a, a certain knowledge of what came before them because we still experience it, you know. What about you, Main One? I'm, I'm curious about your position on this. The fact that, like, um, younger hip-hop listeners, young young kids that are young enough to be, you know, your kids are right. at these at these b-boy events do you find that they have respect for the legends and the elders within not only the breakdancing community but in music in general um i don't know i can't I, I the fact that they're at a b-boy event is um for me a it's, plus it, already. It, it, it's a it's a positive right because you want them to be to be part of the culture and i don't I don't, I don't know if I really think there are a set of rules like you have to you have to um, appreciate Rakim or you have to know the history. Uh, I think it's important that you do the hip hop. And if you want to learn about the history and the culture, I mean and that's that's a plus too, but I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to cuss any youngster out and you know and right. you know just scold these people <laughs> yeah. for not knowing the history because you know you want you want these people to 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 appreciate hip-hop culture and you can't do it by just waving your finger around I, I think I think in a lot of ways that the um, the kind of way that we've slid from some of the ethics and knowledge of past hip-hop has to do with some of our older heads guys like me who haven't been doing it like talking to the youth and being like yo here like oh that's dope you like that but have you heard this and then when when they hear it, it's like oh okay you know this is why this is dope this is what history was at the time this is why you should respect this person like i don't i don't expect every kid to have the knowledge but what i do think should happen is that older heads should definitely be trying to kick knowledge to 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 the youth if they're participating in the culture like if if i meet a kid that's really really dope at breaking and doing power moves and, and just phenomenal. And I talk to him and he doesn't know who like like the Rock City crew is. I feel like that there's a there there's like somebody dropped the ball when they were when this kid was coming up, unless he's just like an alien that just fell into the scene by breaking by himself. Like how do you not know that? But if that kid is dope, then does that kid really need to know who Rock Steady Crew is? I think so. I think I think that I think that it's important to know our history because if you lose track of history, then then you lose track of where the culture came from and why it's important. Mm. Just doing the moves is not enough. Being good at dancing is not enough. You also have to talk about where it came from so you can make sure that those things stay intact and people know. Otherwise, all of a sudden one day it's just like who who is Michael Jordan? If we didn't talk, if, if people didn't know about Michael Jordan, then they don't know why it was like there was greatness on the court and the things that he did. Like, I just feel like we definitely should always be looking back to the past and giving praise to those people who laid the groundwork so this kid can make $10,000 doing a battle. Because it matters in, in our lifetime. Because 100 years from now, who knows if anyone would even remember who Rocksteady Crew is. Well, that's the thing. If we don't educate the kids and they don't know about Rock City Crew in 100 years and break dancing becomes this amorphous thing, then I feel like we kind of fucked up in the same way that I feel like if in 100 years we don't talk about Martin Luther King Jr., then it's a little bit fucked up because he laid the groundwork for changing culture and moving us to where we are now. And breakdancing in hip-hop has always been socio-political like the act of writing graffiti and getting up it's sure it's art but it's also there's also socio-economic aspects that are there that people were fucking trying to do during a time where there was plight on these communities and i just feel like 
at every single point we should we don't have to we don't have to dick ride the the heroes of old and say that Curtis Blow is one of the greatest MCs but he had a really great 5 year run where he didn't have a dope album but he was completely integral to the culture when and where where, where it comes from and I just want I think that my daughter should know that you know what I mean like I don't want to lose like if she's really dope at breakdancing but she can't tell me about anything about the culture and who it came from and who fucking was arrested for doing it and stopped for doing it and who broke down those barriers and and made it cool to fucking rock a t-shirt like i'm gonna feel a little bit disappointed man fucking mex one die like people die in this culture all the time and we just have no idea dj rectangle has fucking like cancer right now when i was growing up he was fucking amazing in southern california i used to buy his mixtapes from the the swap meet incredible turntable he's from san diego Exactly. Yes. Like I feel like people should just the reason I talked about him on the podcast is because he's not a person that gets a lot of love in in the mainstream community. People just don't care. When fucking Grandmaster Kaz has cancer, there's no union for us. Nobody cares about our culture, but they all piggyback off of it and use it to make more money and, and get their shit out. I just, I don't know. I'm ranting a lot on this podcast. Welcome to the rant segment of the podcast episode. I feel like I feel I'm the like only I one talking. Excuse me. have this effect on Vega all the damn time. All the time. I, every time going I talk off. I, but you know what, Cake? I always <laughs> enjoy talking to you. Likewise. Because I, I always feel like, I, I do feel that Cake is fucking a shiny example of what I want somebody to do. Cake's fucking views on music and taste different than mine in so many ways but cake is a student of the craft and he's a person that respects the culture and that's why i love talking with cake about anything in hip-hop right. and not, you know what and i mean not only just because his opinions may may be the right opinions but cake is very authentic with his opinions and when you talk to him oh, yeah and get he his doesn't take, give a shit if you think it's whack no he's like speaking from the heart and like he's saying what he means and it's not like he's like looking at you to see what you'll think you'll say or he's saying what's hot for his peer group right now cake's opinions are cake's opinion thank you no doubt no doubt man and, and again with that said like main one like you're you're uh, of like um the generation above mine which i always like i always tell brooklyn terry the same thing whenever i talk to a cat like you i i'm i'm always just holding back a little bit about like you know my opinions i'm not going to try to check main one on his opinions about anything because main is an og to me i grew up in a culture where it's like there's a meritocracy like if this he he's been a part of this culture for a long time so i'm not looking to be divisive with him i want to learn from main one i want him to tell me what it was like in san diego in fucking 1994 when b-boy summit was just starting to pop off and what asia one looked like when she was hella younger and shit like that you know that's what i want to learn from main one and for me it's i think the it's very important that we that people do it as far as the history, I think the history will come and come, and you know, I I'm one of those people that love the history, and I and I studied it, and I was all about it, but I think I, I really think you know, people actually doing hip hop, and being a part of the culture is, no is very important. So yeah. You know, when I was coming up, it's like this. The, you you remember the term backpacker, right? Yep. A backpacker was Still just a like a, a like it was a derogatory term that a lot of people use. It turned into a derogatory term. It was like a person that listened to hip hop and was into like hip hop culture, right? 
when I was coming up, I always had a backpack. But it was because in my backpack, I either had my book of rhymes, I had my peace book, I had markers, caps in there, I had maybe a boombox, maybe I had a Protec helmet to break with. I was always doing hip hop. And one of the beautiful things about hip hop culture is that I don't know about now, but back in the day, to come into the culture, you weren't a spectator. You were not a fan. You came into it participating and doing it. I don't know anybody that was just standing around. It's like, what do you do? Oh, I write graffiti. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I fucking rap. What do you do? Oh, I'm DJing. What do you do? I'm fucking about to break dance at you right now. Before, it used to seem like people were doing it. At any given jam event, I would come into contact with people that were participating in all aspects of b-boy, hip-hop, graffiti, DJ culture, and it was like a real kind of community. And I don't know if it's separate now. Like the over here in Japan, I feel like the b-boys are over here, the MCs are over here, the DJs are over here, and it's like I, I've not been to like a big jam here where. Like, I, I went to B-Boy Summit in the 90s. I went to fucking uh, Freestyle Session in the 90s. You have guys doing live graffiti art. You got people dancing. People selling merch. People fucking right. doing... Like, like back then, it was like the MCs. It, hand, I, I don't even know how many fucking cassette tapes of people's music that I got the first time I went there. And I was like fucking thir 15 years old. You know, I don't know what the what the scene is like. Man, how, what are your thoughts on, like... You, you've been doing this for a long time. How is how has the culture shifted in a positive way or a negative way? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think rap has always been the devil and the music, yeah. the, the industry. <laughs> yeah, they've that exploited that the it's, most. It's always been like that, where, where money takes... Actually, money just in general... It, is is affecting a lot of the culture. I mean, even in b-boying, you'll only have uh, certain b-boys or b-girls that go to jams just because they want to enter some contests and win some money. So even in that aspect, it's affecting the way that people dance and it's affecting the the culture of, of breaking. You know, I don't think there are enough jams where it's just ciphers and circles and people just dancing and enjoying the art now it's it's all contests you know and it's people are people monetized. are yeah they just want to they just want to win that contest so and they break a certain way according to certain judges which is really whack because you're not being you you're just trying to impress some some judge you know so money money rapping and not rapping, but, you know, money, when money gets involved, it really sucks. And, you know, there are a lot of copycats. Everyone's doing the same type of type of jam and there's no what, originality. What is uh, what is one of the doper events that you like to rock with right now? Like, a, like I mean, I don't want to, I, I, I know you're so deeply embedded in the culture. I don't want to get you to try to throw salt on anybody's specific event. But, like, what are some b-boy events... Uh, anywhere in the world that you think are really representing and really just dope spots for hip hop culture to thrive and persevere. I guess any type of event where, it, where you just have, I mean, I, I wouldn't know specifically, but any type of jam where you're just playing really dope music, whether it be at a club and, you know, it's lively and the people are dancing and there just happens to be b boys there. 
And if the DJ knows, he'll throw on a break. He or she will throw on a break, and then you might just have some breaking going on. And a battle just might happen spontaneously. And that, to me, is, like, perfect, you know, because you're still partying and having a good time, and battle might break out. You just never know, right? Battles used to break out everywhere and anywhere when I was younger and shit. Like, I would just be at the mall, and you would see somebody. You would, you would, you would know by the way that they dress and they carry themselves that they were a part of our culture. Right. And it'd be like, yo, what's up? Like, oh, y'all break? And then we would just get at it right, right there in the fucking North County Fair Mall right. in Oceanside. Like, boom. I don't shit. We're going to get it right now. And then after it was done, it was all love. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I miss, I kind of, I've been trying to get Brooklyn Terry to do a hip hop jam event like this with B-boys, MCs, yeah. beat makers, turntablists and shit. And I think we're going to be the ones to pull that off, man. Yo, shout out to Brooklyn Terry. I, I had a meeting with him the other day and he really gave me some good advice. He's a, it's a blessing to be able to be able to go to that treasure trove of gems yeah. and just Do you, pick do you from know it. Terry? Uh, Maine? No, no. I'm surprised because uh, him and DJ Sarasa, they they run Speakeasy out here, and it is one of the best vibe out parties. It's completely about coming together and dancing, all music genres. That's where I met Kate. B-boying and like, like it, it is really the jam. I'm surprised you don't know him, man. Brooklyn Terry probably tried to get you out here to do the event. Cool. I, I think if he knew, he would have probably tried to get you to do it tomorrow. Uh, I would have, you know. I would have set it up, but yeah. he's leaving. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, were you out here gigging or were you just chilling? Yeah, I had a event, Park Life. Um, okay. Life thanks Park. to Cake. Oh, oh Life Park. Was, <laughs> shout out to L and Ryota and yeah. everybody. I didn't else know out it was there. that big that they got main one out here like that. <laughs> uh, back on the the whole hip hop event. Oh, we, sorry, we, yeah. we have an event in San Diego. It's called BattleBot, and I'm one of the uh, DJs for that. I'm the main DJ for that event. And it's uh, we still have contests, but it's it's uh, we have MC battles, we have scratch battles, we have uh, dance battles, and um, sometimes we'll have a black book battle there too. So we have it's a black a few. book battle, please. Yes, you're we're, talking about an actual black book. Hold on, wait. For, <laughs> tell me about tell for the, for yeah. the non-believers. Yeah, please explain what's a black book battle. Oh, beat battles I forgot. Too? We, we have beat battles what? too. Yeah, and so it's it's a really dope event. It's a monthly thing, and it's held in a nice ass venue where they have concerts. It's 21 and up, unfortunately. Um, but, wait, wait, I'm but, sorry, I'm sorry to ask, but I really don't know what a black book. Oh, black book it's battle. A peace book. It's a, it's where graffiti writers get down and they can draw pieces in their art sketchbooks. I might have an old then, black book around here somewhere. And then you could uh, compete. Originally, black book battles, you would just have guys that just bring their book and show them pieces in their book, and just see which black books were better. Yeah, word. But here we, we actually have. The writers write during the during the, during, during the event. Wow, so it's called BattleBot, and it's in San Diego. It's Shout out to BattleBot. I fucking love that's that. BattleBot. You should come down. That's man. exactly. Well, I mean, if I make it back to Cali <laughs> at any point, you know. Right, but, right, right. But we're there's a good event in uh, Tokyo too. It happens maybe twice a year. Um, it's called the Rockman series. Um, so it's mainly uh, like a breaking event, but they'll have a human beatbox. They'll have MCs. They'll have a live band. They'll have live art as well. So uh, shout outs to Rockman series and all of them. Uh, word. Yeah. Word, word. I mean, I, I just like when the culture comes together. Yeah. It's like Thanksgiving. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, sure. you get together, you share, you benefit from, uh, like, there's so much space here that we don't need to be against each other. We need to just build more community. Everything, everything that we want to achieve could, could happen, man. Hip hop is a very social, political thing, and we're one of the most inclusive groups of all time in, in modern day culture. Right. So, like, we just got to get it in. And I'm, all, I'm always for us, like. Coming together, yeah. I love that. That's why yeah. I love. That's why I love Speakeasy because I go there and it's just people, of like I, you see people doing salsa dance, tango, all types of things there New style at hustle. Speakeasy, and it's just and it's just a fun event. And I miss those type of jams. Like, what what are your thoughts? I, 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 we're running hella long. Now I was going to ask the same question. Shit. I think. Go ahead. Uh, what are your thoughts on the culture you've seen out here so far? Maine. Well, I I don't know I. Based off of that one event I went to, I mean, there is really this your first time much. out here? I I was here when I was a kid, but this is technically my hey. first. I mean, this is my first time, just yeah. because I'm getting to appreciate it. But I don't I, I don't know if I'm qualified enough to talk about the scene here. I, I probably wouldn't if I had only been to one event yeah. as well. It doesn't represent a lot of things. But what do you think, Kate? Um, well. So I haven't been to, I don't think I've been to any breaking contests, breaking competitions. Like we're going to come here, we're going to have a two-on-two or three-on-three. I don't think I've ever been to any, I've been to one of those while I've been here in Tokyo. Um, but um, that, but I, I've always preferred, you know, obviously just like how Maine is speaking, I've always preferred that party aspect where it is just sort of, I don't know. There's no, there's no underlying reason to go out and dance for the money. It's just because you want to, you know, have fun. So that's why I gravitated more towards Speakeasy or Life Park or, like I mentioned, uh, the Rockman series. That's like they advertise that not as a, like a breaking contest, just as a as a party. So and it is like that. You know, they'll have a good venue. Um, and I, they'll have it's mainly you know breaks and, and some hip hop playing. You know, most of the DJs they always play vinyl, but they'll always have like, all right, we got the Human Beatbox show. We'll have their that own crew has their own band. You know, that plays um, instrumentals of like you know um, Apache or something like that. Um, so there are pockets. You know, just like how you were saying about the hip hop. You maybe in pop hip hop pop culture, right? There's there's um, there's a lot of whackness going on, but if you want to find the good stuff, I think you'll find it. Um, you're just gonna have a have you have to have a little bit of luck, you know. I kind of found in I had a good plug out here, and they yeah, led me to a couple of different events. I got so. very lucky with Speakeasy, like super random. Yeah, you I did, man. Never That's a dope ass crew. Speakeasy. I, I had knew about DJ Sarasa before I even saw her perform. Like, you know, I, I wasn't. I'm, it's not even like I was hawking like cute turntableist or anything like that but DJ Sarasa is notoriable yeah yeah I do definitely hawk beautiful turntableist and and whatnot but but no but DJ Sarasa I knew about her before I even came to Japan and it just so happened that um my homegirl was like yo yeah let's come to this event like I I I know Sarasa and then that's how I went to the my first speakeasy which had DJ Scratch from EPMD and it's a really great crew man it's like I, I love I love um everything they do I really respect what you do, DJ Main, and I'm happy to meet you. I wasn't familiar with you before, but my wife had heard about you because she's so deeply embedded in the scene. And uh, that that's enough a big enough cosign for me 
And thank you. Uh, yo, thank you, thank you for joining us today. Thank Cake, you for having me. Right Cake, I appreciate you bringing, I appreciate you bringing DJ Main oh, to course. chill with us, man. But I got to get you back on the podcast just because, because <laughs> Cake is actually the the big homie. He's the he's one That's of the cats that we fuck with heavy That's out good. here. And Likewise. I always, I like talking to him. I respect his opinion, yeah, yeah, and likewise. I always just yeah. want to build with him. Yeah. Um, I wish I had three more hours to build uh, with you, DJ Main, and no just worries, talk to man. you. No uh, I appreciate you coming out. On your last day in Japan, your first trip to, mm-hmm. to spend four hours with us and, and, and be crazy and talk about all this bullshit. Yeah. Yo, DJ Main, respect. Where can uh, where can our listeners find you right now if they want to look you up and listen to your mixtapes and, and find S- you? SoundCloud.com slash DJ M-A-N-E-O-N-E. And you can follow me on Instagram, DJ M-A-N-E-O-N-E. Word, word. Yeah, check it out, man. I, I, I rock the black book, uh, one, a couple once a week, I'd say. So you can check out my pieces in, in the black book with Yo, me and my I, friends. Can I have you sign the table before you go? I've been wanting to do that. If I, I sign gotta, the table, yeah, yeah. Maybe I have you <laughs> sign the table. I don't know if I've got the crank or any any markers in here, but maybe I'll get you to do that. Cake, where can we find you, man? I don't know. The next party. I mean, if you're lucky, you can find me. We're going to get you back on the podcast, Cake. We'll just get you on here and we'll fucking party with you again. Yeah, yeah. Keep an eye out for Cake and respond to his... uh his his messages on on face uh, on SoundCloud. Yeah, He's one of the only guys that comments, comments on the, the joint here, show. man. Uh, we're also gonna have Erica Badu's hat maker on the podcast oh, soon. Shit. This is like a new That's thing. Cool. I think the name is like a millin a milliner is like the British term for a hat maker. Oh. Is what he goes by. Oh, did you look but it up? I think so. I thought it was gonna be something like Capadonna or some type of weird capologist type of name. A word. Yo, Lay, what do we have for um, shows coming up? Uh, well, first off, Cake, you got anything coming up? Anything you want to say? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I don't know. Whenever I have something new coming out, you either hear about it or you won't. And if you're lucky, you'll hear about it. Or, um, no, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Well, let um, us know and we'll tell everybody about it. To, uh, yeah, yeah. If I have something coming out, I'll do my best to let you guys know. Um, and when I actually have something established that I want to promote, then I'll put something out. Until then, I'm going to be in the lab, try to work on a couple things. That's why you won't find me. Yo, I just want to say Cake is a really dope MC. And uh, just like our guy, Cal Combs, who supports us, he's one of my favorite people out here. Uh, and his live show is really good. And he works for it. Like, he, he does his shit. He I heard y'all had, like, a Christmas track. Is that y'all? Did y'all have like a oh, Christmas yeah, track? Yeah, you guys yeah. did uh, a couple the years back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's Check a dope that record. Out, man. Yeah, I thought so too. I was listening to it. <laughs> Try to do the Googles today on y'all and yesterday yeah, and the day before. It's a fire word, record. Word, word. All right. So, uh, what else is on the calendar? Late. Uh, Want to promote anything? When you are listening to this on the sixth, yo. When you are listening to this tonight on the sixth. Um, the Kitsune Club Night is going down at Vision. There's also a show called Mold Asia that's Cook and Soul, Aklo, A-K-L-O, Ishi One, Clues, and Louis Hua at Club Asia, which you should go see because Cook and Soul is dope as fuck. Also, Players B Neo is going down. Shout out to Koji Nakamura and uh, Nas, Chris, and everyone over there. Uh, on the 8th, Smino and Monte Booker are doing a tour at Contact. Go check that out, because Smino is also dope as hell. Our homie, uh, AJ has his night every Monday at Rep, 
So go see that. It's called Under the Moonlight with Ape Man and some other cats over there. On the 11th, Alpha Smooth is going down. And that is with Alpha Steppa, uh, Daddy Veda, Killer, Mars89, and Nolda Sensei. And that's at Contact. Oh, my bad. The event is called BSO Extra. It's not called Alpha. Alpha Stepper is the DJ playing. And that's at Contact. Um, Killer's a dope ass. Mm, they're good. They're a rap group out here, but go support the local artists. Seaton uh, Lounge, that's the Life Park crew. Every second Thursday of the month, so April 12th, it's going down at Sheetan in Bakura Yokoyama. Did I kill that shit? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I can never do that. Uh, Kojo's release party is April 13th. Um, yo, the calendar is thick as fuck, my nigga. The calendar is super thick. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, uh, I guess I guess uh, we can, since we're releasing episodes every week, we don't have to really go through the whole calendar. We just I guess go you're through right, like two, two weeks at a time, three weeks at a time or whatever. Well, well, let me just, for the homies, I, I, I've been kind of fucking up. Kinsuke's event isn't every other Monday. It's every second and fourth and fifth Monday. That's our homie DJ Kinsuke. Wow. And every other one, DJ Watarai plays with him. And that's at Bar Bridge. So that's the second, fourth, and fifth Monday. And then the second and fourth and maybe the fifth Tuesday, uh, Shoei Bradshaw plays at Rep for with uh, Palladium Lab. That's her Speaking event. Speaking of beautiful DJs. Kinsuke plays every Wednesday at Quintet. Nova with DJ Kinsuke. And uh, yo, on the second, Speakeasy's going down at Vent. It's DJ Spinner, uh, DJ Coco, a.k.a. Shimo Kitazawa. Um, Shout out to Coco. One of my favorite. That's my favorite DJ out here in Japan. So. Really? Yeah, yeah. Coco is fire. Hold on, there's some other people on that How show. How she look though? His 45. I mean, that he's a joy to watch and listen to. Oh, it's a guy. Yeah, Shimokita. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you said Coco. He is Coco. That's his name. Oh. Are you in love with the Coco <laughs> Mega? I'm in love with that. I'm name. allergic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, April 2nd. That's also your boy's birthday. So come see me spin and play whatever the fuck I want. Oh, your birthday April birthday. 2nd now? Word. Oh, May 2nd. My bad. <laughs> Yo, man, I'm trying to hold two mics and DJ at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't hold too many mics. Yo, Mega Late Show episode 29 with our guy yeah. DJ Main and the number one Tanaka. Now he's hey. not a Tanaka anymore. What's up, Kate? Our guy, What's Chocolate good, Cake. Cake. What's we, good, Kate? Cake for short. Cake. We, we need a Cake versus Kate match. Oh, we do. Yeah. Mud wrestling. What? Kate <laughs> is our... Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mega Late Show, episode 28. We out of here, man. 29, 29. I like that we got Cake to end with what? Yo, why does Lil Dicky look like Coldmeister from those old Claymation Christmas movies? Trying to steal Christmas. He is Jewish. Word. Yo, shout out to Crazy Legs. Trying to help Puerto Rico right now. Some of those people still don't have power. Pay attention. Do your Google's Support hip-hop culture. Mega Late Show 2018. Episode 29. Cake and DJ Main. One. Thank you.